Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Ruth Abraham. She is a resiliency coach and she helps professional women divorcees ditch the inner critic and step into their authentic self. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited for our discussion today. I think it's uh, one that is very needed right now. And I want to ask you how you decided to really focus on helping women divorcees in coaching. Well, when I started my coaching program, I ended up having some trauma in my life. Going through that trauma and being a divorcee myself, I realized that I was a highly resilient person. So when I did that, I wanted to teach people, you know, that there is life after divorce, because when I got divorced, knowing um, what I went through, you know, you forget who you are. You are always so-and-so's wife or, you know, so-and-so's sister or so-and-so's mom. And I felt like with divorce, you're kind of stuck and you don't realize how resilient that you can be. So again, you kind of teach what you know. And going through that, I've, I've seen it. I've been there. So I realized that, you know what, divorce really needed to be what I needed to focus on for my coaching. Going through that, what are you grateful for now? Uh, one, I'm grateful for that I have a good relationship with my daughter's father. I'm grateful for, you know, her that she was, even though it was hard in the beginning when we got divorced, um, she was very accepting afterwards because she realized at the end that she had two loving parents that really cared about her. God, there's so many things I'm grateful for. I think one, I'm just grateful for that. I wake up every morning and there's something new. There's no expectations. And so I can kind of create my own path, you know, so to speak. And that that's really great. So So what are some of the main struggles that women deal with right after divorce? I think a lot of main struggles, God, there's so many of them. One is getting their self-identity back. I think that a lot of women, they they do, they forget who they are. They were told to be a certain way, be a certain type of person, think a certain way. And um, so that is a huge thing for any woman getting divorced. I think another is uh, the struggle of being hurt and being angry. I know in my experience, when I divorced, I, I vowed that I would never be that person who would just be so bitter and so revengeful. You know, I always thought in my head, you know, we, we were friends before we were married. It, we fell in love. It just happened that it didn't work. So we can kind of go back to that. And in the end, who's it hurting really? Is it hurting the other person? You know, no, it's hurting you. So it's like, that's a very big struggle that I hear as far as they are just so angry. And I think, you know, it's like they want to sit in that. They want to own that. I think also it's just once you divorce, even if you file, there's just a lot of emotional issues. The inner critic, I mean, there's still a lot of blame and on him and on you. So, and then of course, you know, the other things that follow along, you know, why financially be able to support myself, give my kids, will I be able to find love again? So those are, those are a lot of struggles. 
So do you think that some people, cause you know, I kind of tend to believe that you can't fail at relationships because as long as you learn your, you're taking your life to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there are some people out there that actually feel like they, they're a failure because they ended up getting divorced? Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Because again, we, as women, we grew up a certain way. We're the nurturers. We're supposed to be the, you know, we sit back, we let the man do things. And so I think that even if the relationship fails and knowing that you didn't do anything, it could, you know, there are many reasons why people are divorced, but there's always that inner blame because I'm the woman and I should have done something differently. You know, so there, there's, and again, it's just changing that mindset of how we, society tells us that we're supposed to be and how we actually want to be. What would you say to somebody who is struggling right now uh, to get clarity on their purpose after their divorce? You'll be okay. There is life after divorce. Another is really asking them, what do you want to be? You know, what do you want to feel now? Because those are questions that people don't know because they never thought of it. They always thought, well, I'm just my husband's wife and I support him. And I, you know, this is just my life. And your identity becomes an extension to someone else. So I think that is enough. That's a struggle. As they kind of go through that process of what are some of the things that they could do to kind of figure that out? Because, you know, like you said, you kind of lose who you are. You Mm -hmm. kind of lose your own identity, what you like, what you don't like, because you're so used to being kind of in that, you know, schedule of life and, you know, things going a certain way. So what are some of the things that they can do to kind of activate that, that in themselves and maybe start to create something new? For me, it's all about the mindset. It's all about changing the mindset. When the divorce is accepting it, for one, accept that it has happened. This is a circumstance that you cannot change. So how do I go forward? I think another is really just grieving the process. It is an end of a chapter. I mean, whether you were married for two years or 30 years, it's an end of a chapter. And so now it's like, how do I go on? You know, and a lot of women sit in their thoughts. They sit in the past. What did I do wrong? And how can I change it? And like I said, the past, it's the past. Okay, we can't change it. But again, let's see how we can move forward. Okay, how can I do that? And one is accepting the thoughts that you've had and then kind of saying, okay, you know what? That's great, but my thoughts are not reality. This is what I'm doing and then move forward. And again, moving forward is just changing the mindset and being ready to move forward. Because that's a different thing too is um, with a lot of people, it's comfortable to sit the negativity because then they, they, they have an excuse. They have an, oh, well, you know, I got divorced. So, and this and that, and, you know, he did that and, and this is happening and it's just easy to stay there. And so it's the mindset of just saying, okay, you know what it is, it happened. Now, how do I go for it? And some people can't do it alone. And that's why with coaching, you know, it's just helping them to guide them and kind of help them through that, that journey of self-discovery. 
So what's your intention in your coaching of women and going through divorce and, and kind of where do you see your vision of your coaching business? Mine, one is to help them, like I said, ditch the inner critic of I'm not good enough. I can't do that. More if you say I can't, then you won't. No. Also teach you the tools to get out of the mud. And when I say out of the mud, it's like, you know, it's when we get stuck in the mud, there's different ways to actually get out. There's different choices that you have, whether it be, you know, if you have like a flat surface that you see and it's easier to get out that way, or maybe a branch hanging from another side and you grab it that way, you know, but then after you do, you learn the tools that if you fall back in the mud, you can get back a lot easier. And if you sit there and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. What do I do? I have so many, I don't know what way to go. You're going to sit and sink. But then, like I said, using those past experiences to then create a better future for yourself. A lot of it is also just building that resiliency muscle. You know, and it is, it's, you know, you're not born being resilient. You know, you learn it over time, just like you do when you go to the gym. I want to teach people to, to build that muscle because I want women to be able to coach themselves later. I want to give women the tools that they need. And then all of a sudden, when they do get stuck in the mud next time, or they start going into maybe a new relationship and noticing the things that they've learned to kind of veer off and get back on the right path. So after a divorce, what's the best thing that a woman can do for herself? I think one is speak to herself compassionately. And when I say that is speak to yourself without judgment, without blame or criticism, because it's so easy for people to do that, especially women. Because again, like I said, we are, we were always taught to be the nurturing ones and be the, the quiet ones and and, and be the supportive ones and kind of put yourself on the back burner. So again, speaking to yourself compassionately, you know, telling yourself that you are good enough because we do tend to get into our thoughts a lot and our thoughts are not reality. Our thoughts are just like little sentences in your brain. So kind of going from, I think I can't do it, or I think that this, you know, I won't be able to afford this. Instead of saying, I am, I am strong. You know, I, I am resilient. I am whatever word you want to put behind it. Get used to doing that. Get used to talking to yourself as you would talk to a friend, kind of accepting first that happened and to grieve it and to kind of pull your big panties on and let's see how we can go you know, forward. In what ways do you think that your mindset can actually keep you from creating a better future? You know, with me, when I divorced, it was kind of like, well, you can't financially do it on your own. So I was thinking to myself, oh my God, oh my gosh, I can't? No, because I was in my situation, I was a stay-at-home mom. So I really had that. And then you question yourself, oh, wait a minute, can I? And I'm like, no. And then you're like, no, these are his thoughts. These are not facts. These are his thoughts. So getting out of that, because we get back too much into believing our inner critic. Uh, we cannot do it. We're, um, we're not good enough to do it. You know, no one's going to want to love me again. You know, all those things that we were told, 
And again, just kind of if we get back into those, then it's it's going to take us, you know, two steps back. It's hard to break a pattern. And I think going back and, and getting into the going back to the negative mindset, it's easy to do because that's a pattern. Those negative things are a pattern. To give you an example, it's like um when I say you you create your thoughts or your passive thoughts or you're creating something and all of a sudden it's ruminating in your mind and you're like all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I can't do it. And then you're creating a whole different story. And that hasn't even happened yet. But you're already in your mind as thinking that. But then when you think about it, it's like, oh well, you know what? Amy, do you remember that time you get a promotion? It's like, that's a good thought. It's like, oh, yeah. but And then you make excuses for it, why it wasn't so good. Well, it was just a small promotion. It wasn't that big, you know. But then those negative thoughts, boy, they just get so ingrained in you. And it's so easy to go backwards like that. Really, it's creating those positive things, positive things in your life. If you learn, you pay attention, then you won't fall back into it. And if you do fall back into it, you have the tools to get back out of it. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? I think a lot of my life, I was, I wasn't really told I wasn't good enough, but I was never told that I would, I, I was always, I guess I was told I had a threshold. And I couldn't break that threshold. So now in my life, I know that I can break that threshold, that I am good enough. And it's not that I think that I am. I think that I can do it. I think it's more that I am. That has gotten me through my journey, knowing that I can do it. And then when I, when that thought comes into my mind of I can't do it, I change that and I say, you know what, how am I going to make this happen? Because again, it's just a little change in your words that, that can make a big difference. And so it's, it's not, I can't, it's just how, how am I going to make it happen? Yeah, I think that I agree with that. I think that's so important to, like you said, ask yourself the right questions. I do the exact same thing. If I'm stuck, if I feel like I'm not getting the results I want or something's not going the way that I want it to, I'll ask myself, okay, if I really wanted to succeed at X, Y, and Z, what would I do? And then if I come up with an answer, I'll ask myself, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else would I do if I couldn't do that? And the more you ask yourself those questions, I think that you start to, you know, magically produce all of these amazing options for yourself because you're not, you know, you're no longer thinking of, I just can't do it. It's like, well, if I wanted to, what would I do? So what are some of your success stories? One client that I have that I am coaching currently, you know, just hasn't. So who do you want to be? What do you, you know, and she never knew, you know, so I think going with her and working with her it was more of she was stepping out of her comfort zone. And that's the thing is too, I, I feel when I, like with this individual, it's that she is learning to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable. And that's hard for people to do. And we're still working on that. And it's just, it's like an onion. It's peeling back and peeling back. But with my 
coaching as well, when I go into my coaching with her or anyone else, I look at them as a whole person. I'm not trying to fix her because she's not broken. I'm just trying to help her realize that she can reach her highest potential. She can actually take what she is, look and maybe not have such linear thinking about things, find out who her authentic self is. And so we're still working on that. It's been a great process. She's seeing the change in herself. And she even tells me, she goes, my husband sees it too. He notices I'm not as, as intense or is not as rigid. And when I hear that, I know that she's getting value and I'm providing value. And that's what I overall, what I want to do for my client. Well, I think you said something really important there of sitting in some of the emotions. How many times do we not feel? We want to turn off those feelings. We don't want to process them because what? They're, they don't feel good. So, you know, you're sad. You're sad that you're going through this divorce. You're angry. You've got all these emotions. If you don't take time to sit in those, and process them, then you'll never get over it. And the most powerful thing, I think, when you kind of go through that process is once you dive into your own emotions and you're willing to feel all of those emotions for yourself, you can start doing that for other people and start giving that gift to those that are around you because, you know, you've been able to hold that space for yourself first. No, I agree. And when you say that, as far as like, you know, that they don't want to feel that it's like, but who's that serving? And then all of a sudden, because my thing is life is going to go on with or without you. So you can sit there and you can be angry and you can, or have those feelings, but not dissect them and find out where that anger is coming from. What's producing? Is it because you divorced? Is it because you're not getting what you, you know, want in the divorce? Or like you said too, you feel like you failed as an individual, you know, but if you don't sit there and dissect it and say, okay, what's causing these, you're going to be in the same situation five years down after your divorce, you're going to miss so much of life. And that that's my thing is, I mean, it is, it's, it's an end of a chapter. I mean, it really is. And, and for people that have been married, maybe double digits or, you know, triple digits, it, it's death. But again, you, life is going to continue. So either you want to jump on that train and continue with it, or you can sit in that, you know, feeling that you don't understand or you don't want to understand because it maybe feels comfortable for you and it's not a good place to be. Yeah. I think that that's a a so important statement of the choice. Do you want to stay stuck? And some people, like you said, they want to stay stuck because they, that's the familiar to them. They know that it's at least predictable, even if it's a a bad scenario. But the thing is, is that, you know, you and I both know if you stay in a a place like that for too long, it ends up having a major effect on the rest of your life, on your health, everything else. And it ends up becoming very unpredictable Mm -hmm. and you end up really down the road, not where, not the same place you are, you're at because you know, the one constant we have is change. Everything changes. So even if you're holding on to everything right now, because it seems familiar and you know what to expect, things are going to change. So you'll change or everything else will change around you, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's no way you can get away from it. Right. No, you're right. I mean, and not only divorce, I mean, just in everyday life, you know, people, people, I've seen that. I, I, I've, I've witnessed it. Sometimes you just have to let some people live their journey. What I help you is 
to to find your inner truth because you know the answers to everything. You just want to bury them. A lot of people just want to bury them deep down. And if I don't say it out loud, it doesn't exist. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? My thoughts are not my reality. It took me a long time to figure that out. I always thought when people said, you know what, your, your hair is too short. I would think, oh my God, my hair, something's wrong with my hair. And I would think they were right. Well, my hair is too short. You know, I mean, I've heard it many times that I don't think that you can succeed, basically. Because again, in my life, I was, I've always been in corporate America before I got into coaching. So I was always here in my level. And it was like, well, you can't make it here because you've always been here. And so you kind of believe that. And it did. It took me a long time, a lot of lessons that, you know what, my thoughts are not my reality. And having that then is, then I, um, I have then the limiting belief. And then those limiting beliefs prevent me from actually being my true authentic self. So that is my story. I mean, that is kind of like my advice that I would give myself. If I could give that advice to myself when I was 10 years old, oh my God, my life, who knows what my life would have been, you know? Hopefully it would have came back down to coaching though. Maybe went full circle back to coaching. Uh, Ruth, if somebody's listening, they really want to uh, reach out to you. What's the best way for them to work with you? Uh, there's two ways. They could email me. I'm at Ruth at RuthAbrahamCoaching.com. Another one is through my Facebook, my Facebook business page. Um, they can book an appointment. I do offer all individuals a free 45-minute self-discovery Zoom session. So they can do that on facebook.com forward slash Ruth Abraham coaching. Perfect. And I put all of those links down below. Ruth, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and how you're helping women. Thank you, Amy. I do appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thanks. And if you're listening, you want more information about A Call to Thrive, you can go to acalltothrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.